You're listening to She's Got Drive podcast, the podcast that inspires women to be the driver in their own life through the life and stories of black women who drive. And I'm your host, Shirley McAlpine. I'm a business consultant, an executive coach, and a leadership facilitator, working with people and organizations to live their lives by design and not default. Welcome back to this week's episode of She's Got Drive. And this week, I've got a coach and consultant friend of mine called Ellen Burton, who's sitting in the guest chair, who's going to lead us through a session. You know, it's one of those episodes. I'm excited about this. I'll tell you about what we're going to do in a minute. In the meantime, before I get into into the detail of this, this episode, I want to remind you, if you head over to iTunes, can you rate and review the show? I know that some of you are really enjoying it. It really helps us to grow the show and allow people to kind of, we rise up the ranks in, in, in iTunes and then get more people get access to it. So if you're loving the show, rate and review the show. And if you're finding value out of listening, please share the show. Get a girlfriend to listen to it as well so that she is can be as empowered as you. Or get a boyfriend to listen to it as well. <laughs> Anyone that you feel that would benefit from listening to these inspiring stories of these women or benefit from the kind of session that we're going to have today. So Ellen Burton, it has been called an inspirational leader and a catalyst for change. Her ability to assist and focus coaching clients achieving their goal is exceptional. Her initial career as a certified athlete, athletic Let me say that again, put my teeth in. Her initial career as a certified athletic trainer allowed her to contribute to the Division I intercollegiate athletic medicine teams. She spent 14 years as an award-winning executive sales consultant and corporate trainer. And she is courageously committed herself full-time to her own company since 2004. In addition to her personal and professional coaching, Ellen is a nationally acclaimed business lecturer and motivational speaker. And this week's episode, she's going to lead us through her approach to how to manifest the life that you want. I give you Ellen Burton. Hi, Ellen. Thank you so much for being willing to sit in this week's chair for this week's episode of She's Got Drive. I'm really excited about this session that you are going to well it's a session really I say it's an episode but it's really a session that we're having as we converse about this particular subject so welcome to the show thank you excited to be here um why don't you tell our listeners something about you let's start by you sharing about you and your work and how you work with your clients and then we're going to talk about what work we're going to do today on this episode Perfect. Yeah, I have, I have been coaching for 22 years this year. Um, and I my specialty would be leadership coaching. I work with a lot of executives, middle managers, and then small business owners. And um, as you know, coaching is all about helping people set goals and then set baby steps to achieve those goals so that they can have the kind of life that they want. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like everybody thinks that they have to have a lot of money or the, the other thing I hear at the time is, I know I have to go back to school for this. And that is usually never the case. And uh, so I'm excited for people to have the experience that I had when I came to coaching, which was my career wasn't what I wanted it to be. I had a terrible boss, like we've all had a terrible boss. And mm-hmm. um, he was just unhappy and unhealthy. And uh, I had just gotten transferred to Chicago from Michigan, from Ann Arbor. And I was like, this guy was terrible. And 
Um, I went to a friend who had just gotten trained to be a coach and she said, oh, now let's do this. We did the wheel of life, right? To see like where the balance was and where it wasn't. And, and after 15 minutes with her, I'm like, this is it. And she said, no, this isn't Mm -hmm. it. I, you know, I help you find your it. And I'm like, no, this is it. This is good. Where'd you get trained? And so that was 1995. And, um, I have been, um, helping, you know, men and women um, just really clear away what was not of them to get down to the nitty gritty of who they are, what they authentically want, and then how to manifest that through focused energy, focused work, through um, focused attention and not getting distracted by sharp, shiny objects, which we all do. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and then being grateful and staying really uh, in the place of like, yes, I deserve this. Like, why don't you deserve this? What's the difference between you and the person who has this great life? Nothing. It's not money. It's not family. It's intention. Right. And so that's the purpose of my coaching. So I coach one-on-one. I do group coaching. Um, and then I also uh, travel the country teaching business leaderships, mostly focused on uh, leadership um, leadership skills and tools, communication skills, conflict management, hiring practices, things like that. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much for outlining that. You, you're right that the, the whole orientation uh, that people might have in their life is like, I, I can't have the life that I really want, so I settle for the one that I have. And, um, and sometimes it doesn't even take huge leaps to it can take small tweaks to have the life you want even right but to 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 actually go for what you want versus selling for what selling for what you have so today's session um I'm gonna call it a session because it feels like that that's one of my episodes where I um which I love about this podcast is you know I get to to interview women about their stories but I also get to bring in people that I know and love like yourself um, who are experts in their field, who are coaches and, and artists in supporting people with having the life that they want. And then we can bring in their areas of expertise and then let's focus on a particular area so people can walk away with some new actions and new ways of looking at their life through this lens that we're going to introduce today. So today we're going to look at manifesting the life that you want. Start us, start us off with this subject around manifesting your, the life that you want. Where would you begin? Well, um, I'll tell you, with clients, uh, we always start with them getting really clear on what it is that they want. I think that most of the time when people call a coach, they start off saying, I'll say, what do you want? And they say, I don't know what I want, but I know what I don't want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not a good way to manifest. So apparently the brain, and this is so caught up in our neurology now because we know things about the human brain and how it reacts with, you know, this loving universe that actually wants us to, you know, bring together what, what it is that we can bring together, I believe, so we can be a better service. And so um, we know that the human brain doesn't see negatives. And so it's important for us to be clear about what it is that we do want. And there's something that happens, too, around owning it. So there have been studies that have been done around people writing down what they want and how Mm -hmm. that makes a huge difference. There's something about the commitment there um, that makes a difference, too. I think it's maybe just for us, but it also may be a commitment to a 
loving universe. And, you know, I use the word universe. You'll hear me use, you know, I use the word God because that's a word in my uh, vocabulary that makes me happy. Um, (laughs) But you can use Jesus, Buddha, um, you know, and uh, anything else that works for you. Uh, I like the higher power idea too. I think that those are things that are working with us um, in order so that we can have the life we want. And when we have the life we want, we're more attractive and we can be of better service when we're comfortable and not struggling and striving. And so that's the whole point of this, right? So getting clear on what you want is the first step. Like Mm -hmm. really specific seems to make a huge difference. So when people say, I just want a better job, I'm like, well, what's a better job look like? And then here's the thing about the neurology and how our brains work. The first place that information goes for us is in the right hemisphere, which is the picture, right? And so even if we, you know, say numbers, there's still a picture that happens there. And then it may flip over to the left hemisphere, which is analytics and numbers and weights and measures and clocks and money and, you know, like that kind of analytical thinking. But the right brain is the creative side. It's where creative problem solving happens. And so we want to be able to acknowledge that and work with that because that that's part of what will make this whole thing easier. So clarity is huge. Being specific is huge. And so if people want to raise, I ask them how much do they want, you know, and everybody kind of hesitates. Part of the hesitation is if we can't see it, we don't really know or believe it's available. Mm -hmm. And the other part of the hesitation is that some of us have a really good life already and we feel kind of guilty or um, greedy to want more. But that's silly. I mean, it's just silly, right? Like you're having more doesn't take anything away from anybody else, right? And it actually inspires people to more. So we, it's almost an obligation, you know what I mean, to other, to the rest of the world who doesn't get this yet, to like go for more and to have a comfortable life so that people can see it's available. That is such a good point because oftentimes I know that I have moments where I, you know, I, I create my stretch kind of, my vision and my goals and I write it out for the next I've done it for the next five years where I want to be and what I want to what I want to accomplish and there are moments when I think why am I doing this I've got a good life I don't get it you know <laughs> like what is this about um but you're right like the, there's this way of thinking am I asking for too much versus no this is the life that I want I want my life to look a particular way and I can cause it to look a particular way and then, and be of, and, and I know that my work is to be of service to others too. So yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I've never heard it like that. Yeah. Feeling Mm -hmm. guilty for wanting, wanting more. Mm -hmm. It's not selfishness. It's actually in service to a larger, you know, group of people, you know, whether it's your immediate family or your family of origin or your community Mm -hmm. like that, like when you can actually have these things that are the desires of your heart. then you actually have more, I don't know, firepower to go out into the world and do the thing that you are fired up to do. We'll talk about inspired actions in a minute, but this is part of what fuels the inspired actions. Right. Right. So that, so the first thing is, is to make sure that we're clear about what we want and to write them down. So that's the first thing to do. Okay, great. That's the first thing to do. So a lot of times with clients, what I'll do is once they have it written down, which is sort of left brain, um, I will actually have them make a vision board. And um, most of you are familiar with vision boards from, you know, Oprah kind of brought them to light. This is a practice that's been in um, vogue for, I don't know, probably 20 years or so Mm -hmm. in the States. 
And um, the idea here is to um, look at that list of things that you want and then just tear out magazine pictures of what it is that you want. So I do a workshop here in um, Evanston, just north of Chicago, um, where we work in a, uh, what we call the Open Studio Project, and there's just tons of things there to glue and tape and glue gun, and um, we use paper, you know, like an 8 by 11 paper or a poster board, or we use uh, oatmeal boxes and all kinds of things to put a vision of what it is that you want for yourself. So it's like we are making a declaration visually mm -hmm. and linguist linguistically declaration is when you speak things into being, right? Most of us know the declaration of independence uh, here in the States. And of course we were not 50 nifty United States when they wrote that they were speaking what we see now into being. Right. And so that's what we do with the list. And that's what we do with the vision board. And so how you do it doesn't matter, but what we really encourage in the class is um, photographs as opposed to words so that you're really mm. working that other side of who you are and getting motivated that way. And then the idea with the vision board is that you keep it somewhere where you can see it. I have one in my office. I keep it really close. So when I have a decision choice or opportunity, I look at that vision board and I look at my list of my desires. And if that choice, decision or opportunity isn't in alignment with what I said I want for myself, I have to like bring up the courage to say no thank you. It doesn't matter how awesome it is. And usually if there's an offer and there's a big chunk of money associated with it, I hear the big chunk of money. <laughs> but it's really, but I need to make sure that it's in alignment with what I say I want for myself. Yes. Because then it won't be, um, it won't be torturous. It won't, I can't say it won't be hard because I, you know, we all like a little bit of a challenge or like to be shoved mm -hmm. out of our comfort zone a bit. Um, but it won't be torturous. It won't be hard in that way right. because it will be in alignment with what I, what the, you know, what I, what the universe is pushing me towards being of service in. So, um, can so I the, speak the, to that a little sure. bit? Because I remember I was working on a project, uh, you know, recently I delivered a program at Windsor Castle. And uh, at the beginning of the year, I was seeking um, facilitators to work on the project. And I approached someone that I know and love who's in the UK and really respect her work and, you know, created what we were doing and, and, uh, and why it was so important. It was for the black and Asian leaders, you know, being developed in this space. And first she said, yes, yes, of course. It's so exciting. And then she called me back the next day and she said, I thought about it. And I'm going to decline and I'm going to decline for that reason, because it's not aligned with what I said I was up to. And as much as it's a fabulous piece of work and it's a fabulous like thing to contribute to, it really wasn't, isn't really what I'm working on right now. And I had lots of respect for her for that, you know, because it's true. We, we, we are either going to take steps towards it or we're going to take steps that take us away from That's right. where we want to be. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely right. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of courage. We could say faith too, um, but it takes a lot of courage to trust that if it's not right for you, then we need to make space for the person that it is right for. Yes. And then whatever the thing is that's supposed to happen will be much more powerful, impactful, you know, in a positive way um, and not panic. Right. Like not panic that nothing else will happen again. You know, I do this with parties. Somebody will say, come to this party. And then I'll be like, if I don't go, they'll never be invite me ever again. Or, you know, like and we all do this. Right. And it's like but if 
you know, if you're homesick and you, you can't go, don't go to the party, like trust right. that, right? Right. And then, of course, later on, you find out that the party wasn't fun or you know, it rained on the picnic or whatever. Right. And you're like, right. okay. It's, it takes a while to trust that, you know, and that leads into the second step, which is to look forward to the things on your list coming. Trust that they're coming. This isn't about no work. It's about focused energy. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to just kind of go like, I'm going to trust that the things on my list are coming. What I want for myself is coming. And all I have to do is just stay aware, you know, like pay attention mm-hmm. to the next right thing to do. So when you say pay attention to the next right thing, so if I'm trusting and I'm paying attention, how will I know? Well, I think that um, paying attention is the key to it. And the desire to know is part of what like makes it happen. Okay. So it sounds weird. It sounds kind of like a, you know, dichotomy, but it, really what happens is um, you listen for um, opportunities and things that are in alignment with what you want. And then next thing you know, something will pop up and here's what we do. What a coincidence. <laughs> That's what we say. How we I do. can't believe that. <laughs> so, that's and that what well, this is what we say. That's so weird. Isn't that funny? What? I was just saying I right? Totally. So, um my my buddy Linda, um, she um this just past week, she's a house manager for a very kind and generous uh family mm-hmm. here in Chicago. And um she was saying to the son who's a grown man, you know, I love um the Bulls. I would I've never been to the United Center, I'd love to go to a Bulls game. Right. And then like three days later, another member of the family who they never talked to each other said, we're going out of town. We got these Bulls tickets. Do you want them? Right. And so she calls me up. She knows I'm a big sports fan. She calls me up and says, I've got Bulls tickets. But really, it's really cool because I got a cool parking pass. (laughs) And I'm like, "Okay." (laughs) And um, and then I was uh, coming from Michigan. Yes, this is yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm tired. I've got things to do. I don't have time to go to a basketball game. And she's like, it'll be really great. Okay, we went. They were floor seats at the Bulls game. It was so amazingly awesome wow and so she also knows the power of manifestation and so we of course are like oh my god you know like always surprised and joy that it happens but she just there's something about like owning it yes and there's something about it's not about like pushing and forcing and making things happen Mm -hmm. that conversation with her um you know employer was just a casual conversation a sentence in the middle of a line but she was like, I want to do more Chicago things. I want to have more fun. I need to do more fun things I've never done before. Right. Right. And so for me, it was like, okay, I love sports. This is great. But I've never imagined sitting on the floor at a Bulls game. You know, Amazing. I mean, that's just who, who thinks of these things, right? So um, being clear is huge. Looking forward to the things coming and not understanding that it is not about forcing things to happen, making things happen, pushing but when there's an inspired action, you know, when something comes up that's in alignment with that, like she couldn't miss that one, right? Like right. She couldn't, you know, right. like it was so specific, right? Um, then like move forward on it then. I also remember it reminds me of um, a time when my dad was very ill and um, he was unfortunately, I mean, he eventually passed away, but he was diagnosed with, with cancer 
And for the first three months of his diagnosis, he had, I mean, he had treatment and I was his advocate in going to the hospitals and so on with him. And I remember in the first three months I had like enough money because just kind of stored up, if you like, that I could think, well, I didn't need to work as much. And then we got to a point I thought, okay, I need work, you know, and I need work that I can that's my, for me, quote unquote, unthinking work that I can deliver, that I don't have to create newly all the time. And I said, that's the kind of work that I need. I kid you not, of course. The next, it was like two or three days later, I get an email about delivering a piece of work, which is delivering the same program over and over again for a global company in different parts of the world. But it was the same piece of work. I was just delivering the same program over and over again and that is exactly what I needed I needed to just go deliver the work and come home and 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 be so skilled then at delivering that same program that I didn't have to think about it it was just like I go I deliver the work and I can be back and then take care of my family and take care of my dad and so I totally am with you around this this is one of the reasons why I wanted you to do this session on manifesting your life because I truly believe we can, because I've seen me, I, I know that I can do that. And I've seen my, myself cause it time and time again. So I just wanted to share that because that was the, that was one, one of the gifts, such a gift, because then I could be with dad the whole year and just you know, like follow him around, you know, basically. Yes, yes. And then we, you know, we do, we say things like, can you believe that? Isn't that weird? Isn't that strange? How did that happen? But like it happened with intention. That's right. the, if there's an underlying thing that happens here, it's intention and it's emotion around it. And th- so the third step of this is about gratitude. It's about mm. having a good, consistent practice of gratitude. And so whether you write things down in the morning or at night on a piece of paper before you go to bed, whether you do it in your head, I actually do mine into a Siri on my cell phone because I'm usually in motion. Mm-hmm. Um, and she gets a little snarky, but whatever, you know, like I'm saying, <laughs> right? Because I'm like, hey, Siri, you know, I shouldn't say that. She'll probably like pop up. But, um, you know, I'll just say, you know, um, memo you know, gratitude. And then I'll just run down five or six things that I'm grateful for. And they are simple. And sometimes they're the same thing every day. And sometimes I do it during the day. Like I just will go like, I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for my life. I'm grateful for a healthy brain. I'm grateful. I said my mom at 88, grateful for my brother, grateful for my, what will we do without our girlfriends? Right. Right. What, you know, like I'm grateful for my home that's safe and beautiful. I'm you know, like, I'll just go through that. And then I kind of run out of stuff. And then I, you know, something happens, and I lose my train of thought, and I go forward. But, um, and then there's other things, you know, grateful for my clients, grateful for a steady stream of income, do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. And then you can repeat it again and again. One of the things we know that will kind of like grease the skids towards you having the things on your want list mm-hmm. is for you to shift your emotions. And so gratitude is the thing that we know will do that better than anything else. And it's the easiest thing. Um, and so, you know, and this is, you know, I, I, we can do this easily as long as we're conscious of it, right? Like I feel, um, you know, kind of out of sorts. I feel kind of crappy today. You know, like what was it? What's the thing that I can do mm-hmm. that will shift my emotions? Right. One of the groups that I work with um, is called Tierra International. It's a women's uh, coaching company. Mm-hmm. And um, 
we teach people about a practice called nourishing practices, where we ask them to make a list of the things that they do that when they're done, they always feel better. And so it's a really good practice for anybody to do. And it's a list of things that like um, getting a massage, um, you know, getting a manicure or a pedicure, taking a walk out in nature. I'm a huge golfer. So golf is one for me. Just mm-hmm. being outside. Right. Anything by water, um, you know, just anything that and listen, golf can take five hours, right? If I'm going to golf 18 holes. So, and who, you know, we don't always have that. So, but I can putt in my living room, you know, like I can turn on the golf channel in between a conference call for a minute and just kind of get my little happy fix there. Mm -hmm. You know, and I can take a walk and stuff like that. But sometimes what happens is we get so busy that we think, you know, I can't stop now. And it's like, but if you took a walk and came back, like your whole mood would shift, Right. right? Just a little bit, not... You know, it's not that thing. Well, you know, it's like when you um you you've been married a long time, but like for those of us who are dating, mm-hmm. it's like you know, and you you love you're in love, and then the guy breaks up with you, and you're like, I can't live without him. And then you have some Ben and Jerry's, and then like five minutes later, you're like, I'm killing him. Right? <laughs> like, we're talking about a little shift. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I I um, it's also good to be aware of um what those practices are for you, like have that available to you. And I, yes. I, I lo- my last episode was on self-care and me sharing my own practices that I used recently. And one of the things I say in that is what was useful for me is that I know what practices are good for me. So I knew what I, I needed to reach out to. I knew what I needed to take action in to bring myself back. And, uh, and so that nourishing the list, bringing that awareness, starting to do some of those things, but also knowing when you are like at your low ebb, because sometimes life like happens and then you get knocked, like, what can you do? And having your nourishing list is like a really brilliant idea. And then you can go. It's not a denial too. I want to be clear. It's not a denial of emotions. It's not like pretend like you don't feel this way. Right. It's just a practice of shit making a shift. Right. I, I had the same thing happen. So um, in January, I lost my dad. Um, he passed away at 87. And um, of course, I had no energy to be running around networking, building my business, you know, getting new clients or any of that. And and thankfully, the work that I had done that I had to do, like teaching uh, leadership facilitation courses, um, was were things that I'd done before, so it was easy to slide into that. Mm-hmm. But I was I had been taught very well by many many wise women ahead of me that during that kind of grief, I had to really pump up my self care. Right. Exactly what you're saying for yourself this past week or so, and um, and so all I did was massage every week and slept when I needed to sleep and eat food that was kind to myself Mm -hmm. and, um, said no to social things because I just had no energy or desire to do them. And my business has grown 30% in the last nine months. I mean, it's, it's out of control. I don't even know what's happening here. Like I need to hire two new people and I've done not, you know, I would say like, I've done nothing, Right. but that's what this manifestation is about. It's about Um, it's not about hard work and running around and being frenetic. I don't want that anymore. I was like that in my twenties. Um, and I made things happen, but I don't want to live like that anymore. And so, and thus I don't, do you know what I mean? Like, and so therefore my business grows in a way that's in alignment with how I want to be. 
I wanted to come easy. I wanted to come gently. I didn't even know those words, you know, I mean, mm. 25 years ago, I wanted to um, come sweetly. I want clients who appreciate me and want to, um, you know, help me grow my business. Like I want to help them grow their business. I want it to be easy. Um, one of the practices that I use a lot too, which is in alignment with uh, manifestation is uh, uh, get clients now. Um, Sherry Stringer, I think is, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's that thing. It's like, I made a, a really, a com- really specific list at the beginning of every year about what kind of people I want to work with, right. um, how I want them to show up and how I, uh, how I intend to show up in my professional life. And um, that has worked for me for years. I've used that for years and years and years. And, um, and I use it with my clients as well. Uh, it, it doesn't have to be hard. I guess that's the thing. And the hard part about us in America is that we have this kind of Rocky Balboa mentality about things. <laughs> like if it's not hard, like if we don't get knocked down on the canvas first and, you know, bleed and cry and sweat, then it's not worth it. And it's not true. Right. You know, and part of that's the, you know, the cultural dissidence of America, you know, like we left something difficult. We had to start, you know, and, and we had to fight and, you know, all this stuff. And it, it, that is, that doesn't have to be the story today. It just doesn't have to be the story today. But please don't underestimate that that's part of our cultures. It's part of the African-American culture. It's part of the American Mm -hmm. story. You know, Um, it must be difficult and then it will have value. And that is not true. Yes, because we have been told and taught by our own parents. And we understand why this message is there. But you have to work twice as hard. And whilst that is certainly true for many people working in, in the corporate space because of what well, we, you know, we won't go into the, we won't get sidetracked into the, the details of the systemic issues around race and, and, uh, and um, gender issues. We, that work ethic that's been drummed into us without the message for self-care at the same time will kill us, you know, and, um, has high levels of stress there are, and it manifests into health issues that are common in in black in black populations so very much so i think it's so important that we pay attention that you, you in order to produce results we don't always have to go 100 miles an hour and i have to keep telling myself that you know i have to that's my you know i'm used to going 100 miles an hour i have to pull pull myself back and we have to self-manage here. We really, really, really do. But we have to, as you, as you say, like really challenge that, that um, the tape that's in, I'm showing my age, the tape that's in my head. <laughs> the digital download. I, I like that. The digital like download. The 45s and put in the MP4. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh. And for those of you who are in your 20s, we'll explain yeah. what a 45 is. Right. Yeah, like 45. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Final. <Google> it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I want to say something as well. One of, my, um, one of the things that I did to bring myself back was I invited some girlfriends over for dinner. And you were one of those girlfriends. And even though I, it was the night before I was due to go away for working, I was going to go for away for work for six days. I had not packed either. Oh, no. 
I hadn't packed. I didn't tell you guys that because you would have said, are you crazy? Why are we all here? And why aren't you packing? It was, it really was food for my soul. I so needed it. I needed to have a community of women friends that I just could, could laugh with, talk with, share with, eat with. And it, it was so revitalizing, you know, and you were, and this is also where this idea came from. You know, we were sitting around at my kitchen table talking about life and manifesting. I was like, oh my God, you should be on my show. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And here we are. (laughs) But I want to thank you for that, you know, and I want, because I also want to, I'm sharing that because, you know, our nourishing practices, look, so doesn't mean you have to do it on your own. You know, it isn't like, oh, I go and get a massage or I go and get my nails done and I'm sitting in the sun on my own or I'm meditating or I'm going for a walk. You know, we can do that in community and we can do that with the people that we love and care about. And so I really wanted to because it was it it moves me now because it was I can't tell you it was priceless for me. And, and, and in the background, I knew I had to pack and I thought I'll be up to like 2am at this rate, but I knew it was, I didn't care because what was more important to me was being with, with all of you. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It was a magical night. No doubt about it. Yeah. There's something, I'm glad you said that about doing things with other people too. That's, I think that kind of supercharges the whole thing Mm -hmm. for a lot of us, you know, it could be video games, I suppose, but it's just more powerful to share these things. And, you know, then we get, we call it, you know, soul food. That's how you feed yourself, these nourishing practices. And it actually, you know, now we have a lot of data around how important it is to, you know, like Sean Aker's work around uh, the happiness advantage, mm-hmm. um, feeling good, taking care of yourself actually can increase your productivity. So more work done with less energy output because you're full when you get there, you know, like when you get to work or when you go to the volunteer job or when you're taking care of your children, um, as opposed to being depleted, right. you know, and a, and a lot of us think we're you know, we get tired and then we think we're hungry. I do this, you know, like I am exhausted and I'm sure Cheetos are going to be the answer. <laughs> but actually what I'm hungry for is the nourishing practices, things on my list, right. whether it's just like a Netflix binge or, you know, calling up a friend and going out to dinner. I know you love to cook. And so the cooking is like, you know, a nourishing practice for you. Right. Sometimes I don't want to go to the gym, but when I leave there, I always feel better. And that's why we phrase it like that. What are the things that you do that when you're done, you always feel better? Great. Great. Right? And so, I mean, it's just brilliant. Huge to share. Brilliant. Yeah. I didn't catch that the first time. I've caught it the second time. So it has, it's like, what are the practices that you do that make you feel better when you finish the practice? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, huge. And so you're absolutely right about leaving that list somewhere where you can see it. Mm -hmm. I usually suggest that clients leave it on their bathroom mirror or on their nightstand or somewhere where they can see it. And so if you get a free evening or if somebody says, listen, I'll take the kids this weekend, or if your mate says, I'm going out with the buddies this weekend, you know, and then you don't do laundry all weekend, you do the things on the nourishing <laughs> practice list because laundry never gets done anyway. So don't do that. Go have dinner with your sisters or go take a walk out in nature right. you know, or, you know, whatever it is. Take a pottery class or all these painting wine glass classes. Yes. Do something that fills you up so that you can then be more 
present and more effective in the things that you say are most important to you. Right. So that's that's just so many benefits to the nourishing practices list. Perfect. I love it. And then the last part of this manifestation is to learn to do inspired actions. Mm -hmm. And so um, the definition of an inspired action is um, probably um, to trust your gut. Mm-hmm. When you get a gut feeling to do something, do it. We've all done this before. You know, you get a, you're minding your own business. You're, you're sitting there doing some work and all of a sudden you get this gut instinct and it's like, I should call so-and-so. And then because we're so bright, you know, and so smart, we start going, well, that's not logical. That doesn't make any sense. What's the time zone out there? Well, you're like, we do that right. instead. And when we do trust that feeling and then make the call, the first thing the person says when they pick up is, I can't believe you called it. It was just thinking about you. Right, or we were right. just talking about you last night. I've had this happen where I call someone and I was like, I cannot get you out of my mind. And then they say to me, we were talking last night, like, who can we bring in to do this conference? Who can we bring in to do this, um, you know, do a motivational talk at the beginning yeah. of our conference? And I can't believe you called. Why didn't I think of, you know, and then the conversation right. goes on. Right. Sometimes we're afraid it's going to be something negative. Like if I get a feeling to call somebody, you know, Aunt Jane or whatever, it's going to be a bad thing. But that's not usually the case. Um, And so we need to learn to trust that feeling. And um, when I work with, you know, my CEOs and CIOs and and, uh, in our group coaching and they ask me, like, if there's one leadership skill that I should hone, mm-hmm. um, what do you think it should be? And I know that they're thinking, you know, communication skills or conflict management mm-hmm. or, you know, or vision work. And I will tell them, like, learn to trust your gut. Learn to trust your intuition. And if you get a feeling about something, you know, it's don't, don't just jump the cliff, but like, you know, explore it and take a look and don't disacknowledge it thinking, you know, oh, that's silly. Mm-hmm. Trust that. Mm-hmm. Because in, when it comes to manifestation, um, that's your action step. When you're, when, you know, you've set your vision, you are looking forward to it coming, you know, you've got your vision board. Um, you've got, you know, left brain and right brain representation of what you want for yourself. Mm-hmm. You can see how this works in personal as well as business, right? Right. And then you are practicing your gratitudes, however that works for you comfortably. And then you are trusting your gut. So when you get an intuition to do something, do it, right? And that will take you right along the path to the things that you wrote down on your list. Right, right. Happens every time, you right. know? So it's not like there's no work. And this is not, you know, of course, this aligns with the law of attraction. And some people, you know, recognize some of this, like the secret. Um, But this isn't magic. This is just like this is intention at work. And then there's footwork to be done. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, you know, you just sit around and like make picture boards and wait for things to happen. Like, (laughs) where's my husband? (laughs) I got a picture of him. I don't understand. (laughs) And unless he's going to be the UPS man, you probably need to put some footwork in. <laughs> yes, so it's so this is exactly right. I mean, I, you made me laugh so much that it doesn't mean you're not taking actions, right? right? But you, this is the work that needs to happen to manifest the life that you want. But it and it comes with actions that that follow with that. Right. But yeah, so. Um, I know I inspire focus energy, trusting your into it. And I think the thing for me is my intuition is really helpful in those moments where I'm, I've got my vision. I'm, I know that I'm what I'm working on. And then an obstacle comes up, you know, like, like they do. Sometimes it's me. 
um, the obstacle comes up and then I have to use one to like, I have to stop. I have to slow down enough to listen to myself, to trust what's next. Like, what am I supposed to be doing with it now? Who can I, do I need to speak to someone? Like what, what, what's next for me rather than just getting stopped, you know, just kind of, that's a, a time to go inwards rather yes. than go, this is rubbish. I shouldn't do this, you know? Um, so that's my, when I'm, that's what came, comes up for me when you say about intuition. I was when I'm you honing it in, using it yeah. a lot more is when I feel like I'm, there's some, something's in the, getting in the, in the way of the flow of, of what I'm working on. Yes. Yes. I think we've all experienced this too, in the sense that um, sometimes you will misplace your phone or your keys or something. And then you, you go, okay, I'm sick of looking for this. You go do something else. Or um, maybe that evening you'll take a shower before you go to bed. And then all of a sudden it'll pop into your head exactly where those keys are. Mm -hmm. And um, so this is the shift, right? Like Mm -hmm. this is the shift. And so if you can quiet it down enough, then actually the next right thing will come to you. This works in business issues. This works in, you know, um, personal Mm -hmm. uh, dilemmas and things like that. But when it comes to manifesting, um, being able to like kind of work this muscle of trusting your gut will really serve you well in a lot of different places. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 So, um, let's review, let's review the four or five steps. Four steps. steps. The four steps. First step, be very clear about what you want. Be specific. Mm-hmm. Um, writing it down is wonderful. Making a vision board will hit, then you hit both hemispheres of your brain and you have a analytical understanding of what you want and then you have a visual understanding of what you want. And the vision board is great because it will help you to have a kind of a check too anytime you're faced with a choice decision or opportunity. The second step is to look forward to it coming. Understand that it is not about pushing or pulling or prodding or making things happen. It's just going to, you're going to have this assumption. Um, It's almost like you look through this huge windshield of possibility as opposed to looking in a little rearview mirror of how it's not going to happen for you. Mm -hmm. The third step is a practice. It's a muscle. It's stay grateful. How you do it doesn't seem to matter, Um, but taking stock of what's working for you is huge in making things happen that you want to happen for you. And the fourth step is to trust your gut, do inspired actions. And the opposite of an inspired action is a should. And that just never seems to work well for us. So, yeah. So we want to do things that, you know, when you get an idea or when something comes to you and it's like, you know, I should do that, um, check it. You know, is it a should or is it an inspiration, right? Because mm. we want to invite in spirit, whatever whatever you call spirit, spirit of nature, spirit of love, spirit of kindness, God, Buddha, Jesus, you know, whatever it is, right? We want right. to invite in spirit, and that's why we want to do inspired actions. And I'll tell you something, your energy level will increase because you're not running around and you're not reacting all the time. You know, we know that... Stephen Covey talked about the center of influence versus the center of mm-hmm. concern, circle of concern versus a circle of influence, excuse me. And so you want to spend all your time in your circle of, of influence. Right. And that's where your inspired actions will occur as opposed to being worried and concerned about things that we right at this point have no control over. Right. 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 
I think this is important right now with politics and with all the things going on in the world that we stay really focused on our circle of influence. Wow. Yes. Yes. It's some dark times. Broadly. Maybe. I don't know. I think that we're brought together for times, especially like this. People who Mm. are interested in learning how to um, use their uh, spiritual influence. Like this is our time you don't have the negativity without nature balancing it out with all these people who are interested in, you know, spiritual growth and yoga and, you know, prayer and meditation is Mm -hmm. huge right now. And that's not a coincidence, you know, 12 step programs and all these things that are about people trying to grow their spiritual selves. Mm -hmm. You don't have that, you know, you don't have the, the, the violence and the fear without the big push of faith too. So we people of faith just need to stay clear on like manifesting peace and harmony and healing for the people who are in fear. That's our mission, not criticizing and causing dissension ourselves. Yes, yes, yeah. I just feel like saying amen, actually, to that. (laughs) Really? Amen. 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 Yes, right on. Yeah. so this has been fantastic. I'm really, you know, I really want everyone to work your way through those things. Um, and then it'll be great to hear from anyone who's listening and taking on those practices over time. Like, what are you getting from bringing those practices in? So Ellen, where can people be in contact with you if they want to connect? They're welcome to reach me at Coach Ellen B dot com or they can email me at coach lnb at gmail.com fantastic ellen thank you so much for this episode this work session that we had i am so appreciative of you spending time with me this morning and then so that we can put this out this week to our listeners so that they can start to manifest the life that they want and even if they start, start with one and then work your th- way through the four. Like how you eat an elephant, I always say, is in bite-sized chunks if you want to eat an elephant. <laughs> right? So Love thank it. you so, so much. Thank you. I hope that you've been inspired to shift gears in your own life. You know, I always love to hear from you, particularly from this episode, as you apply those four steps you know you first want to hear how you know if you think you can do that work you know how hard do you think it's going to be they are simple steps in one respect but not necessarily easy to apply because it, it it needs consistency you know i love the nourishing practices i love the gratitude journal or speaking to siri uh, your gratitude you know you can have a gratitude buddy you can call a, call someone up each day and say these are the things that i'm grateful for so i'm you know you can get creative with those four steps i'd love to hear from you please be in touch either through my instagram account shirley mccalpine consulting you can message me there you can contact me on the she's got drive facebook page you can send me notes there and send me a message via via that or you can always head over to my website at shirleymcalpine.com and send me a message via my website. Please get in touch. I want to hear how you're getting on when you're taking on manifesting the life that you want versus settling for the life that you have. She's Got Drive is produced by Cassandra Voltolina. 
The music is by the awesome female bland Bond. Connect with me online. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you again until next time. Go well and stay well.